Welcome to the October 2018 edition of Bookplate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top of the page. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured at the top of the page. I'm Annie, your apprentice sound engineer and podcast editor, a proud member and perpetual cheerleader of the San Francisco chapter of Forever Young Adult. And in this book, I'm probably Amanda, which is the girl from the viewpoint from inside the prison. She's the one who kills everybody. That kind of week, Amanda, huh? It was Amanda. Um, <laughs> oh, well, it was something else that started. Amber. Aubrey. Amber. Is it Amber? <laughs> Autumn. <laughs> I have it written down somewhere later. That one. I mean, not like their names actually matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Britt, and I'm the poisonous, mushy green peas that <laughs> killed everyone. <laughs> it's um, been a week, guys. Yeah. And I'm Amanda, and I'm the dead mean girl ballerina. You're the mean girl ballerina? I'm, I'm the dead one because <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> any of the other characters. <laughs> so she's that's not about my, the end. my memory of it. questionable this. if she is dead. No, no, no. Not the... Oh, um, she's not a mean girl. She's the one everyone liked. No, I'm talking about the one that was murdered. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel and Harmony. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay, cool. Great. So now you know where we all stand. <laughs> <laughs> Bookplate discusses the book like a meal. We divide portions and ideas and concepts from the book into easily digestible edible portions and that we always start with our amuse bouche so i have two ballerinas two murders and 42 young girls locked up in a prison nova ren Suma weaves guilt innocence and a sense of fate around an upstate prison facility and that's upstate new york <coughs> specifically we <laughs> that's about it <laughs> um we also do another cover take where we ask our significant others what they thought I asked Jamal, I asked him this morning, <laughs> and he said, it's about putting up these walls around us that are not really necessary, but society and youth have made you do it to protect whatever vulnerabilities you claim to have. Ooh. Interesting. It's not a really, the cover is not a good, great giveaway about what's going on, so it's, I mean, no, he, he pulled know. a lot out of from the way <laughs> it looked. Yeah, the cover just has the the vines, basically, and... Yeah, Garrett said, it reminds me of like a creepy, haunted old house. And I was like, that's not too far off. And he goes, like a new age Scooby-Doo. And like, no, that's that's far off. (laughs) 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 So I might have been happier with that. Yeah. Um, I forgot that we did this. (laughs) I didn't ask my husband. But the book cover does look like wallpaper that we had in my downstairs bathroom when I was a kid. So wallpaper yeah. the wallpaper around us yeah. <laughs> it's more artistic it's not obviously vines it took me a while to figure out that, that those were the vines <laughs> for our appetizer i have cheese cubes which is there are these small protein morsels that the still alive and free ballerina allows herself before she goes into an audition and the topic i have is battle of the ballerinas <laughs> what did you think did you like it Are you interested? I really liked this book. It was just very captivating. And it kind of, it was confusing, but it was like one of those books that I thought would be confusing going into it just because the reviews I read were all like, I can't say anything without spoiling the entire plot. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those. So um, 
Yeah, I I read a review that described it as orange is the new black swan. Oh. Yeah. So oh, that's really good. <laughs> Kudos to that person. Yeah. When did Black Swan come come out? Is this around the same time? I think that was a lot earlier. Black Swan. It was very Black Swan-ish. It was very surreal. I think the plot didn't matter so much to me as the emotions. And I think a lot of the prose is really structured instead of giving you understanding of what was happening to give you just like, a m- it was almost like a mood piece, you know, rather than a... Uh, a usual novel type structure where we really care what happens. Like, I don't think any of it happened and all of it happened and nothing happened and everything happened. It like sort of doesn't matter. I think I would like it better if I could have taken it as like just a mood piece, but I felt like there was attempts at commentary and you, you thought she did okay with the prison industrial stuff, but I just really felt like it fell flat. I think it was subtle, but it was there. There's a part in the book when I can't remember whose point of view it, it's from because it goes back and forth between um, the ghost girl and the one whose friend took the rap for her but uh, no I guess it must be the ghost girl because she's talking about the prison and uh, when she sees V and V sees her and they neither of them like know what's really going on when V is there with the with Ori's ex and with her boyfriend and the friend who is not really her friend who she's no the random other girl that just tags (laughs) along yeah Yeah. she's there and then the the ghost girl is it amber yeah yeah it might be amber she says that she can you know she's describing how she looks and she says like she looks really pretty but you know i can like see the ugliness inside of her or whatever and then she says something like people people look for ugliness where they want to see it or something like that i wonder if i highlighted the quote i don't know let me come back to that (laughs) totally i guess i was like oh ballerinas who don't like each other and are in competition and that's very familiar and i didn't really feel like there was much more to that you know i was like every single part that she wove in i was like why isn't there more to that why isn't there more to that and uh so i i guess i maybe have went looking for depth in all the wrong places (laughs) But even like the characters don't really matter, you know, like nobody really matters in the book. And by the time we get to the end, it, nothing happens and everything happens. And it's actually kind it of non-existent. It was kind of nihilistic. Yeah, it is. Definitely. It's, which is like dark and unusual in a YA. And I don't know. I'd love to hear what like an actual teen who read it felt about it. Mm. That hasn't really contemplated death and everything. <laughs> and just, as you don't when you're a teenager, usually. There was a lot of violence towards young girls and violence perpetuated by young girls without any sort of discussion around that at all Mm -hmm. granted it's not a social commentary book are we not going to talk about how the women and young girls population is the most increasing population in the present right now like I actually just looked it up because I was like I know that this is true but what is the actual increase their population of women in prison have risen 60% since 1980 and uh, and in the last few years has like gone even further up and so granted this is 2015 but like I think there's something there that we could have gotten a little more out of and still d- instead of just assuming they were all guilty or all everyone's violent and they all have these reasons I mean I think that's the privatizing of prisons and 
people becoming like supply. So young girls didn't have a lot of the share before. So we need to increase bed mm. space. And so where are we going to pull it from? I found um, I found I was confusing it with another part, but she is talking about the judges and like the girls are talking about their cases. And it's when Ori first comes into the prison and they're deciding whether or not they think she's innocent. And it says judges don't see everything. You know, one girl said judges are blind and dumb. Another said mine was a certified idiot. They decide as soon as they meet you, 10 seconds in. If you're poor, if you're brown, if you're black, if you've got an accent, if your skirt's too short, if your nose is ugly, if you're chewing gum, if you're breathing funny, if nobody from your family is there, if you're any of that or all of that, have a nice life because you're out of there. You know, they're saying we've seen pictures of the the victims on TV and we knew who mattered. And I feel like that is, Mm. it's not like a one and done. Like I mentioned it. Okay. So now I can like go on to other stuff. Like I feel like it's a little kind of like subtly woven in throughout the story, especially because Ori, who is the one who takes the fall, you know, she's biracial. It's implied. Yes. And no, yeah. it's explicit. Uh, I mean, it's implied, but like at one point it gets really explicit. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think it's glossed over that, you know, the white girl is the one who was believed the girl with privilege and, you know, and then here's Ori, who is mixed and who has no family, essentially, and who gets a whatever state assigned attorney and not like the fancy one. Right. Like and I these think parents hired to get her. A lot of uh, her anger towards um, I can't remember their names. I think a lot of the murderer's anger towards her friend was that she thought she shouldn't be better than her. Right. Oh. Like, it was a ballerina that was better than her. But like, ha- but how she had dare you be teeth better than me? She was brown like, and like, yeah, yeah, you're brown and you're poor and you shouldn't be better than me. Like, what do you think you're doing showing me up? And I felt that there was a real, it wasn't just panic that made her accuse that girl. I think there was like a rightness in her that she felt about it. Mm. That makes more sense now. I was just thinking of it. Oh, of course, teenage girls are angry and violent. And of course, you know, it was like, and of course it was, it felt like, there was a lot of like, of course it is this way instead mm-hmm. of actually like, why is it this way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'm like more interested in that than like what <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the story the person was wanting to tell. I don't know. I just feel like the prison, it definitely had this sort of purgatory feel to it. Nothing made sense. Nobody knew why anybody was there. It sort of didn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter why you did that because you're just here and this is what here is like. And it felt very absurd kind of. So I thought that was her commentary on prison, especially for juveniles. Yeah, I, I should have looked it up, but I was surprised that it was like an all women's facility. Aren't all prisons segregated by sex? No, I mean, juvenile halls not like they'll have them in different sections, but mm-hmm. like usually you can't afford to build. Oh, wow. Like more than I mean, maybe it is really like it's all privatized. And we didn't actually know if this was a private prison or not you know i think concurrent when i read this in 2015 there was that big story that broke loose about the judge in new york sending like 95 percent of his juvenile cases to a private prison that he was basically selling children's time or whatever because he got to pick which prison they went to like he had authority at that i can't remember exactly the story and so i'm gonna sound dumb about it now but i remember reading and it was like a long expose that he had been getting like kickbacks from them to send kids to prison. I think I was reading that story around the same time I was reading this book and I felt like they were coming into play. Mm. That would be more parallel. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, 
I have to admit, at the core of me, I just don't like mean girl stories. So I'm going to be yeah. <laughs> negative about it no matter what. <laughs> Even though, like, a ghost gets her at the end. No, but like, <laughs> I was just like, but that doesn't happen. Like, I was <laughs> I need to suspend my belief a little bit more. Uh, we can go on to the poison peas. You want to talk about Let's those? Let's do it. Okay. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, poison peas. <laughs> so, yeah, we've touched on these, but it's like, it's part wish fulfillment. It's part murder mystery. It's part thriller. It's part redemption story. But I couldn't really figure out what it was out of all these things. But now that you bring it up, it's like a mood. It's a study in mood. It is. And it's a study of like the genre of nihilist dystopia that we that also concurrently is our reality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't remind me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you were reading it at the same time you're doing that and I'm like and I'm reading this book at the same time, I'm like listening to podcasts on like prison population and how Mm -hmm. we just like completely discount those people as people so now all of my questions are like about what really happened but maybe it doesn't matter do we really think amber poisoned everyone with the peas how the hell would she have been able to do that yeah it didn't seem realistic that's it felt very that's part of the surrealism for me because how could that have happened and everything's a dream is there no one supervising them? But they mean they were yeah. dead, right? <laughs> that was fact. The prison. Yeah, the sound, they were like so. rel- It was like a weird sort of ghost groundhog day, kind of <laughs> yeah. thing where they were every August they like would relive their deaths, I guess, and like the aftermath of it. I think part of it is that Amber, she was going to be released, and you know, there's a show on Netflix actually that I it's called Girls Incarcerated. Mm. It's like a documentary about girls who are in. It's less of a detention center and more like meant to be rehabilitative. Yeah, it's interesting. There, it's really heartbreaking, and it follows like some of the girls after they get out and whether they're able to sort of get their lives back together or if they fall back into old habits and things like that. And there's one girl who was in there and essentially should have been released years ago, but her parents just don't want her. So she's there until she turns 18, until she becomes an adult, even though she was eligible to be released. There was like no one in her family who. Because she's a ward of the state. Yeah, who wanted to pick her up, basically. Yeah, it's awful. And so I was thinking about Amber, and she finds out she's getting released, and she goes to visiting day to, you know, hoping her mom is there and her mom is not there. And I think she realizes, even the way that she talks, she's always like, we and us. And this like that when she's describing the the girls in the prison and Mm -hmm. she's made some kind of home, you know, she like clings to her book card and she has her routines and her place that she fits in. And that unknown is just going to be too scary for her. Like she doesn't know what she's coming back to. And, you know, if her mom is still going to and her sister, she doesn't even know if her little sister was told what she did. And I think it was sort of a an attempt to sort of keep them all there in a way or to mm-hmm. to not have to accept that change and deal with like the unknown because she had found a home and found comfort so murdering 42 people is easier than leaving i mean i'm just like <laughs> that's really what it comes down to not that i'm saying that's not the case but people do do things to keep themselves inside like yeah I'm sure we've all seen Shawshank Redemption. You know, I'm sure I know I've watched Orange is the New Black. I know there's also systems outside of the prison that force people back in intentionally. Like you can't get housing, you can't get work. Yeah, it's it's completely unreasonable, but she's not a reasonable person. I mean, she literally had a journal with like different ways that she could murder her stepdad and 
pulled off one of them. <laughs> Got initiative. I mean, <laughs> no, she seemed like she had drive, like <laughs> potential. Maybe she's like one of those, you know, uh, what do they call them? The angel nurses or whatever. You know what oh. I'm talking about? That murders people. Like the world is so cruel and harsh. Mm. Like I will fold you into my warm yeah. poison pee bosom. <laughs> and we will all be together. Like, Honestly, I think it's like that kind of something like that. That and then combined with the fear of not wanting to face what's on the outside. Yeah. But even afterwards, she like the girl who used to be her roommate, the Demore or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Demore was there and she was there and she's like, did you do this? Did I do this? So there was some sort of sort of in the way that V managed to convince herself that Ori really did do it. And she had all these different versions of the story. Like she didn't. It was kind of premeditated in a way, but then it wasn't like some part of her brain wouldn't accept that like she went to those lengths. I was trying to find some parallel in my behavior. Like, have I ever poisoned people? (laughs) Have I ever written down in my journal (laughs) ways of murdering? (laughs) I was like, how close am I to this reality? (laughs) Do let us know. (laughs) (sighs) And I was looking at my really bad poetry (laughs) recently from high school that I don't remember writing. I was like, oh, yeah, there is those feelings are there, but... Never to the extreme that these folks, but also I had like more resources than these folks. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So, what about the box cutter? Do you really think V could have killed those girls with the box cutter? I don't think, maybe I just don't know like how deadly a box cutter is. It's pretty sharp if you get it at the right point. So, but she had to like hurt them more than once, right? Well, the one girl had slashes like across her throat yeah, and face that and would, stuff. That would get you. So. You just need to cut deep enough to get an artery. It's intense. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> thinking about it. And then the thing that got me is that, okay, so they had this horrific double murder. And then they still all hang out at the same place where the murder is hanging over their <laughs> ballet performance every you know time they perform there. We didn't get to see those ghosts, but wouldn't you be afraid those ghosts are there versus up at the yeah. prison? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. What happened to Honey? Honey. What's her name? Harmony? Yeah. <laughs> Harmony and uh, Rachel. I wonder what their ghosts are up to. Right? Yeah. It is briefly They're just sort still of tormenting other ballerinas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're just like haunting the theater. <laughs> like being like, like you're fat. <laughs> like in the mirror. <laughs> Did you hear anything? Mean girl versions of the Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. <laughs> oh, but it was mentioned that ghosts hang around because they have unfinished business or whatever maybe rachel and harmony like had done everything they wanted to do in their 16 years or whatever (laughs) or it probably was just irrelevant to the story if like the mean girl ghosts came back just like try to figure out how the author decided that this was what they wanted to write you know yeah i would never have come up with this idea so i just (laughs) Well, wait, there was that other teenage girl murder book, right, where she was a serial murderer that we read. Right. So but that was seemed way more real to me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely did. But, I mean, this one, I mean, there were no ghosts in that one, right? No. Not really, ghosts, no. besides her own, like, trauma. Yeah. I think I should have just been like, okay, they're ghosts, and I need to just chill <laughs> on the <laughs> fact that this isn't working for me. <laughs> the other part that was, I thought, not really covered is like the violence in 
ballet. The competition is one thing, right? Healthy or unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But we know that there's many, many people who do that sport, hurt themselves, don't you know, starve themselves in many ways. And then uh, I also was looking this up because I was like, this is, this book deals with violence, like within its concept or if it, it's mood, but it's, there's a lot more violence going on that's, uh, that's influencing this. But especially in ballet, it's another one of these things where like a lot of people who, especially women, who choose that art form are sexually abused mm-hmm. as well. And so we didn't see that from, you know, the people running the ballet, it was from the girls themselves and like the other people, the other guy there, they were orchestrating the sexual abuse in mm. that way. It was like the adults didn't exist. We have very, it was as if all of the violence and everything that's happened is orchestrated and like owned by the young women enacting it. This isn't isolated. Mm. Like we're in this dream world and I just, <laughs> it's like a dream world that I don't want to be in. <laughs> No, it really, it is a nightmare. It's a total nightmare. There's nothing sweet or nice Mm-mm. about it. Did you want to say anything else about like why you folks liked it? I mean, you s- really loved it. You said you devoured the book. Yeah, I just, the mystery of it was really intriguing. And then I still don't really understand the end. But I but sometimes it depends on the book. If I go into it knowing it's going to be like ambiguous and magical real- realism-y and whatever, then it's like, oh, okay, it's giving me, like, a lot to think about and chew on versus, like, Juniper 11, for example, where we don't find out who you is, and I'm just like, why not? (laughs) I need answers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I thought Ori was a really interesting character that she was sort of this... Everybody kind of put her on this pedestal, right? Like, she was the star ballerina, and she was the one who like all of the other prisoners like didn't hate or whatever. She's the one who like got the red cup to be a big deal and, and all of this stuff. And then they rallied around her and helped her escape. I don't Do we talk about, is there anywhere to talk about the ending? No, we can talk about that. I want to know when Ori escapes, is she in her own, her body? own body or is she in Vi's body? Vi is what I thought. I thought she was in her own. Okay. I definitely <laughs> thought, she like transmorphed the spirit world and became and like came out as her own self. Okay, then maybe I missed something. I mean, it doesn't say it, that's no, it doesn't say because I th- I, th- There's I thought no that ex- at first. I just the book was the girls being so violent and cruel to each other, and Ori had been this sort of like saint like figure who wasn't as cruel that I felt, and then I thought that was like her sort of taking ownership of this ultimate cruelty to walk off of somebody mm, else's body. That's really interesting. Stranded. So maybe that's just my own reading into like the feelings of the piece that made me think that instead of what was actually there. It's not explicit at all. I just was like, again, I'm going by like what the action that was described. They knocked Vi into the dirt. She was in the hole and then Ori walks out. Okay. So I didn't think she climbed out of the hole, which was what, but maybe again, I skipped that. I don't know. (laughs) They also said um, when the medical examiners or whoever came to, do the when they were doing the body count they said that there was one that was dressed differently than right. the others they were like whatever we have our number well they were missing it at first at first yeah yeah but they couldn't find the other body and, and then, then they had it yeah and when they did it was like this person is wearing like regular street clothes but mm. okay whatever we have our 42 so we're just gonna keep pushing so it was weird because that was in the past and then but i think it's a timeline thing uh, because they keep repeating this same 
moment the same night over and over i think like somehow the ghosts switched the timelines so that it was always v who was in the, the prison 42 mm-hmm. yeah and ori yeah i definitely was the got one that who sense was free hmm. like they they re- reversed it and went back in time to like make it right i thought this was their final cycle possibly it had taken oh. three years oh. for V to finally get up there and the ex-boyfriend and everyone to kind of orchestrate her demise, right? Like mm-hmm. before she's going off to college or, sorry, Juilliard, mm-hmm. which is college, I guess. Only now did they have the final 42 or like it was originally Ori and then this time it was V. I don't know. I Could actually googled it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So I googled after I finished this book. I googled the walls around us ending, and the first thing that came up was the wall. D- the walls around us ending explanation. <laughs> so I clicked on it, and there's a thread on Goodreads, and there's some interesting ideas here. Um, let's see. So we're not the only ones confused. No, we're not. It's a whole thread. <laughs> One person said the quote about she got her justice thanks to us and thanks to her we'll always be watching the road to see who might climb the hill and take the place of one of us to see who might claim our guilt so we could be innocent too that is implying the soul switch can happen again or at least they hope it can though i'm unsure how that would work maybe it only worked for ori and violet because it was like violet had stolen the life ori was supposed to live and ori got to reclaim that Mm -hmm. yeah one person said the world rearranged and righted itself when violet claimed her guilt and they traded places as if that's how it always had been Mm -hmm. um Timelines are tricky. Yeah. Oh, and one person pointed out that Miles was really nice to Ori after the switch, but he wouldn't have been that nice if he thought it was still Violet. Oh. Miles was Ori's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boyfriend, and then. Right. That that's another that reason why sense. I thought. Yeah, but then there's someone else who thought it was just the souls, and then there's like some debate about that, and then one person said. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened in the end either, but maybe she crossed over. You know how in the movie Casper, the friendly ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Come in hot with the Casper reference. (laughs) Casper gets to cross over at the end. All those other girls are still trapped in Aurora Hills, but maybe Ori got to leave because Violet came. Even if Violet isn't sorry, maybe she at least finally felt guilty. So there's no like (laughs) answer in here, but like there's some interesting discourse. (laughs) I don't think Violet felt guilty. I feel like that place swallowed her whole like kicking I don't and screaming, drag me to hell style. It's yeah. Just, I, don't I think felt a very felt sense guilty. of like triumph and victory at the end. And I think that's why. Yeah. I think she was made to confront what she did. It was like a f- forced guilt. Like you're going to feel guilty about this. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't. Not just guilty. You in here you're trapped forever now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like for an eternity, not just for a certain amount of time for double so murder. Were yeah. her friends like doing like some sort of ritual? They they knew That's this was what gonna I'm happen. Trying to figure like, out. like did the boyfriend? Because they seem to have, the boyfriend seemed to have brought them there purposefully. What yeah. dark lord was he communicating <laughs> with? Right? This done, I'd be very interested in a side novella. <laughs> and all the description of him is that he's a weirdo, like kind of a creeper. I'm like, is he a witch? Like, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> For dessert, we have. Reese's peanut butter cups, which is the golden currency in the prison. And so for dessert, I always pick something that I really like. And I really, there's a whole description of the dance costume that she wears at the end. And also uh, the music, a description of the music and how she's going to dance. And and sh- they also go fairly deep into the discipline required to do ballet. They talk about the shoes and how 
if you can't get new ones, this is how you remake your old ones. And it yeah. was a very detailed, like very art form specific description. And I always love and I always enjoy delving into that part. Is it I'll give you the sun where we get the description of sculpture? That was from a while ago. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I love and like even in Juniper Eleven, which we're going to do, it's kind of like alternative art forms. You know, I there's definitely a theme of people doing art in YA novels, but I always love when we get the very specific, hardcore, true-to-life descriptions. Yeah. That grounds me more and makes yeah. me more interested. I was like, oh, we could have talked more about this, but <laughs> it's fine. We had to talk about ghosts. <laughs> 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 what was your favorite? Um, I like the way that the mystery gradually unfolded because mm-hmm. it wasn't even like, you know, just a widening picture. It was almost like one of those M.C. Escher pictures, you know, where that you rotate it slightly, you get completely different perspective. And it just kept changing my understanding of the piece with every chapter. And it was not remotely where it started with. And I thought that's pretty difficult to pull off. And I was impressed. I'm a sucker for an unreliable narrator. I don't know why. <laughs> I just... I just love it because like you think one thing and then something else happens and you're like oh my god mind blown it's not how I thought at all and you have to like go back over the clues and re-examine like what you thought you knew so it's kind of kind of the same I just really like some of the the words too I know we talked a little bit about this earlier but just the way that it's written and like the sort of flowery prose and I highlighted some lines I like like uh in the beginning when V is performing her ballet and the audience is applauding the line is their hands smack and smack with increasing violence (laughs) and it's just like i don't know it's just so interesting to think of like a cheering crowd is supposed to be a happy thing but really like they're just like you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) or like there's one line that's like there's a power in an aggressively pointed foot even when no one can see it or something like that Mm -hmm. and just like i don't know just little things like that just kind of captured my interest a really beautiful writer yeah even if she's not like necessarily plotting the way that i'm used to or whatever she like the power of her prose is undeniable i think i must have just been really grumpy (laughs) (laughs) i've also realized that every time we pick an october book it's always some sort of like violent or spooky book Last year was the one, the, like, Van Helsing retelling set in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. And the I camera one. Yeah. The, yeah. Because it's spooky Halloween. Yeah, because I'm like, stuff. I guess, yeah. and, like, just, like, for Christmas, we're, we usually pick, like, a holiday one for December or whatever. Like, I've come to realize that, you know, horror, mystery, murder mystery, just really not my genre at really? all. That's fair. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah. And the violence, like, the... Yeah, there's so much violence in this world. Like, m- I read to get away from that. I can, yeah. yeah, I can understand that. So I think that's that's why I get grumpy, and I I just need to like sus- I just need to <laughs> be able to re- like read it and enjoy it for what it is, and yeah. Or don't read it at all. That's our also our open choice. <laughs> I can I am incapable of doing that. I am like the biggest <laughs> horror fan in the world. Horror is my genre. I don't care if you don't like it. Like it totally is your thing. You know, like and. Everybody should do what they're comfortable with. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> Reading's a pastime. Right. But also, one of the reasons why I make myself read books, especially in the... Th- I mean, one of the reasons why I've joined this book club and have read all of the books is because it forces me to get out of my, like, constant fantasy sci-fi mm-hmm. hole, which mm-hmm. I will just read, oh, like, forever. <laughs> right. 
this way I at least know what else is out there, find things that I actually like. Like I would never, I think I never would have read I'll Give You the Sun. Mm-hmm. I loved that book, you know? Yeah. I love that one. It's really good. It's really good. And I know we're both not huge contemporary people. Um, I don't think any of us are, are no, we? <laughs> I kind of, I'm like kind of anti-contemporary to the point where I'm like, impress yeah. me. I'm like a mean <laughs> child. Yeah. That's not willing to I give think you the time of day. Like I think <laughs> that's one that will break through the anti-contemporary walls. Because um, yeah. I'm not, it's not really my jam much either. Um, but yeah, that one was really good. Even Juniper Lemon, I would have never read that. And, and especially because it's like the dead person trope. Yes. Yeah. But I thought it was good. We can get, we'll get to that. next time next time next month so the last one we have on here are our drinks which is Bacardi rum that's what uh, Vi and Ori get drunk on at Vi's house they have a is it Vi? I've been saying V V it's Violet isn't it? or whatever her name is it is I thought it was spelled V-E though oh it might be V-E I have no Eh, idea it doesn't matter again I mean she could just be like V the letter and not right yeah V for violence (laughs) (laughs) that's I think that's a line in the book too because like I remember saying something like how she felt uncomfortable with someone saying her whole name because it sounded too close to violence or something Mm. I swear that's in here somewhere but it's probably I mean she's the most violent of them all (laughs) is true I was like oh no she did not like when we finally found out what really happened I mean I knew she was the killer from early on but just the way that it happened, the fact that, I don't know, in her mind, like, Ori was, in some version, Ori was telling her, like, okay, I got this, like, you go, you run, blah, 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 or in another version, like, Ori's the one who did it, but the fact that Ori showed up and, like, took the box cutter from her and was like, okay, you need to stop now, and then she's just like, what did you do? And Ori's like, wait, I'm sorry, what now? Yeah. And, like, just that whole... That was chilling. And that, I mean... Again, it's not as overt as it could be, but that whole, like, you know, white women weaponizing their tears, like, that's huge. You felt, like, the power shift in that moment and yeah. the shake and the or sort of, like, ergo still, like... Skirt! What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember reading that and just being like, whoa. I knew she was going to do it. She's a bad girl. <laughs> 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 Don't like mean girls. Um, okay, so for Bacardi w- Rum, oh, I brought these all up, this up already, but there's like a lot of shadowy characters, like the boys are shadows, kind of, the adults mm-hmm. are shadows, like mm-hmm. pretty much everyone's in the shadowy, like purgatory soup, and they only come up to the surface when they are playing some sort of part to turn the wheel, as you were mm-hmm. kind of saying. I loved that metaphor, by the way. It really <laughs> made sense, because it is, it's like that, it's as you're turning it, these other things like float up and then pass out, and you're stuck in the same round mm-hmm. Until you realize, like, what's happening. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Now, I was grumpy about that. But now, the thinking about what the purpose of writing this was, I feel like that was super intentional and, like, done maybe just right, you know, to feed it a little bit and move on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, some of those I thought were more intriguing characters. What about the football player? Why, mm. you know, I thought that was interesting. And that whole setup, I was like, was that orchestrated? It's clearly orchestrated by the girls. But like, why did he go along with it? Or the town like kind of didn't exist mm-hmm. at all, except for this like murder scene. Yeah. <laughs> there's not any school. There's not any like there's none of our like standard markers of what constitutes like setting at all. Right. 
the only places that were real were was the prison essentially everything else is kind of like feeding into it mm-hmm. yeah maybe it has to do with the fact that the ghosts are all trapped there like that's that is their world you know i guess like once you're there for so long even your past and like your home and where you came from it becomes like a distant memory and it's ori when she first came to the prison they we're talking about how she kind of accepted her fate right away. And she's like, well, there's no point in being angry about the past because I can't do anything about it. So I'm here now. So I don't know. Maybe it's like less less painful to think about life before. And so that's why it's just so centered on on the prison or like the places that directly lead to the prison, like the, the murder scene, <laughs> the tunnel. Yeah, the tunnel, the tree yeah. tunnel. I think you would have to set up mental walls in order to be able to function in an incarcerated state. Like otherwise, like it's just yeah. I don't know how you would do it. You would you have a psychological insane, break. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Any last words? No, I don't think so. No. Cool. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next month. Book up a tea. Book up a tea. <laughs> Book up a tea. <laughs> don't eat the peas. Yeah.